Welcome to the Catholic Cafe, where Catholic truth is served fresh daily. We've made you a reservation in the luxurious corner booth, so come on in and see what's on the menu today. Now, here's your host, Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. Greetings and welcome to the Catholic Cafe. I'm Deacon Jeff Drzezemski. And I'm so happy to be here with Thomas P. Dorian. I can tell. How are you doing? You are happy today. I'm great. How are you? So wouldn't it be nice if we just had these microphones with us all the time? It would be fun. (laughs) That was a great idea I had, wasn't it? That's a great idea. That was actually your comment. Right before we got on air, you're like, I'd love to have this microphone. And I'm thinking, (laughs) you know... That would make me like I just I would be commander in chief, or if I went yeah. wherever I had this You'd microphone. Be Darth Vader, I could see you now. I could see you, can't you? <laughs> Luke, I'm your father. You know, I could have done that. Yeah, but oh, that's a segue. But I'm a, I'm your father. Unintentional, but you did it. Wow, how about that? We are going to talk about fathers. We're on today. That's awesome. Yeah, Luke, I'm your father. There you go. Uh, so thank you, Darth Vader, for that intro into our show. Perfect. Uh, and here's what's so cool is uh, we're going to talk about something that I think Catholics know a lot about. Mm-hmm. Well, Catholics do, but don't know a lot about. I Maybe agree. it's more appropriate. I would agree with that. I remember this. Uh, I'm looking at the gospel that's uh, coming up this weekend, mm-hmm. and that's uh, from the Gospel of Matthew, 23rd chapter. And uh, I sound a little bit like Rain Man there. You 23rd think? chapter. <laughs> uh, and. So here we have Jesus spoke to the crowds and to his disciples, saying, The scribes and the Pharisees have taken their seat on the chair of Moses. Therefore do and observe all things, whatever they tell you, but do not follow their example. So he didn't like the people that do the, you know, they're all, they're all you know, they, they, they don't practice what they preach. Exactly. Right. Now, as we go on down further in the gospel, it gets down to this part where it says, They love places of honor at banquets, seats of honor at synagogue, in synagogues, greetings in marketplaces, and the salutation, Rabbi. Mm-hmm. They love that. Sounds good to me. Rabbi. It does. As for you, do not be called Rabbi. You have but one teacher, and you are all brothers. Call no one on earth your father. You have but one father in heaven. Do not be called master, for you have but one master, the Christ. The greatest among you must be your servant. Whoever exalts himself will be humbled, but whoever humbles himself will be exalted. So there's a lot of like, I don't like hypocrites. Right. Don't be a hypocrite. And he calls the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the scribes hypocrites all the time because they, they do a lot of talking. They tell you that you've got to lift that heavy stone, but they're not going to put a finger out there to lift it. They're not going to help you. Right. Because they'll make a decree and a promulgation and a whatever, and as long as you've got to pay them something, little mm-hmm. little thanks for the words there, you know. So he's like, you know, don't do this. And then he goes into this thing about calling no man father. Right. And that's a, that's a problematic thing for some people. I remember as a younger man, mm-hmm. I was riding on a bus. And it's not like a, I wasn't going on a Greyhound. But okay. It was because you don't really want to get in a, in a conversation with people on Greyhounds. You're kind of stuck. That's, that's for a, a long time. That's a whole different kind of a conversation probably. But I was on actually a tour bus for a contemporary Christian rock band. All right. So I was along for the ride. Now, I was, uh, let's just say, a poorly formed Catholic. Okay. Right? Not a very good Catholic. But I would have said, oh, I guess I'm Catholic, you know. <laughs> and uh, so I remember having a conversation with uh, a young man who was in one of these bands, and he said, uh, he was talking about Catholic priests and the problem with Catholicism. One of the big problems was it was not biblical. It was all, it was in fact, it went against the Bible. Mm-hmm. And he pulls out this Matthew gospel, mm-hmm. and he says, 
you know, he had that kind of, he like shrugged his shoulders and goes, call no man father. You know, like, says right there, kind of yeah, plain. There Jesus said it. You know, and as a Catholic back then, albeit a poorly formed Catholic, mm-hmm. I had no answer. Mm-hmm. I just like, um, I guess you're right. Call no man father. Why do I do that? <laughs> I'm such an idiot. You know, I just, I remember having that feeling and sort of in an embarrassed way, just kind of like agreed to everything else he says after that. And I think I had to give him $20 and I gave him my <laughs> shoes and my car keys. And, you know, it's like, uh, okay, I guess I lost. And, and it wasn't really an argument, but I, but I realized that I just had nothing. Right. And, and, I, and I never knew. Now, I had to totally fall away from my Catholicism, mm-hmm. fall in love with Jesus, search for the true church, fall in love with Catholicism. And here <laughs> you know? we are. And here I am, and I'm, ba- I'm back in the boat. But it took me a long time to figure all this stuff out. Mm-hmm. And so what I want to do is help people who happen to be on a tour bus with a Protestant band. Mm-hmm. You know, that's probably a lot of us out there, you know, uh, and uh, and just the next time you have that conversation and maybe just as Catholics, you you want to know, why do we call priests father? There you go. In fact, how do we reconcile this thing that Jesus says? Because it's pretty much not a good thing to do the things that Jesus says not to do. I would agree with that. Right. So thou, you know, thou shalt not do this or that. Don't call another man father for mm-hmm. you have but one father in heaven. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we just want to address some of these issues and, and think, like, is it truly an unbiblical thing mm-hmm. to call a man father other than our father in heaven? Correct. So, uh, well, well, you know, I want to start with reason. Okay. So it's always good to look at this reasonably because I, I believe and uh, our church teaches that our faith is reasonable. Mm-hmm. It shouldn't be some bizarre kind of... Uh, you know, it's uh, the Feast of Cheetos, and you know, right. on the Feast of Cheetos, we eat seven Cheetos only. It's the biblical number of perfection. That's how many Cheetos. Like, you start going like, this does not sound reasonable. Right. Like, this is kind of a weird, bizarre, where did this right. come from? Right. So, the reason, the reasonableness of, like, call no man father, looking at that say, does that apply to um, uh, Every you know, everything? Right. right. And so, so, here's the thing. Now, I'm going to address that protestant band member okay i don't know you're not gonna hear this but it's like because what i should have said how many times have you left oh yeah <laughs> the the discussion the argument the debate the you know how can you top so and so always with with oh i should have said this right and i wish i would have known but i should have said i'm sorry do you when you have a child are you not going to celebrate father's day are you going to say well i'm not allowed to have father's day right right or have you do you have you do you have a father I mean, your dad. Do you do you do you get? Did you give him a tie on Father's Day? There you go. I mean, do you recognize him as your father? Mm-hmm. So you stop and think, like, well, certainly. And then I would have loved to heard the explanation. Did did Jesus? Well, maybe he didn't mean you shouldn't ever call anybody. Father. I don't know. The Scripture says, "Call no man father, right. for you have but one Father in heaven." That's that's pretty. That's why we get in trouble firm. when we get literal with mm-hmm. things, right? right? And we don't have any way of sort of. Uh, looking at all this stuff and kind of putting it all out there and try to, f- to prioritize and figure out what did Jesus really mean. Mm-hmm. So is it unscriptural to call another man father? Well, it certainly seems to me unreasonable mm-hmm. to, to never utter the word father about any human being other than God. Right. But, uh, you know, um, he now the Protestant might have said, he might have said, well, yeah, but this is in a religious context, then you should never call someone father. 
And he and, and I would have said okay, right? <laughs> you know, I wouldn't I wouldn't have any ammunition after that because he could have said, well, it's okay to have Father's Day mm-hmm. and get a tie, mm-hmm. right, and a special dinner and a foot rub or whatever you get on Father's Day. <laughs> That's okay, but it's not okay in a religious context to ever call someone else father because people love to say that the Catholics that we're worshiping everything but God. Mm-hmm. We worship Mary, we worship statues, whatever we do with the golden calf, whatever we're doing, we're worshiping something else, mm-hmm. right? So then we'd be worshiping these priests. Right, because we call them father. We mistake them from for for God, mm-hmm. and they would uh, wouldn't understand at all this concept of impersona Christi in the Latin in the person of Christ that that they are Christ an, an alter Christus another Christ to us. They wouldn't understand that, and mm-hmm. I didn't understand it, so I couldn't have used that as an argument anyway. So we want to look at this from a religious context, a spiritual context, and I love using scripture because. Our separated brothers and sisters in Christ, the Protestants, use scriptures. Right, that's time. that is their uh, their bailiwick. That's that's where they that's their environment. That's the go to. That's the go to. If we can show it in scripture, then we're pretty good, right? Mm-hmm. That's right. And amazingly, now this wasn't at the time on the bus because I didn't. You know, at the time there was not a really powerful internet. I didn't have any kind of access. So this is many years ago. Uh, now I could, you know, could have pulled out the phone and said, hold on, let me Google that. And I would have found 10,000 scripture verses. And there are probably like 10,000 scripture verses. But I pulled out some okay. that we could, uh, we could look at. Because we can start in the Old Testament. Okay. In the Old Testament, if we look at Genesis chapter 32, uh, we hear Jacob say, O God, my, uh, God of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, O Lord, who did say to me, return to your country and to your kindred, and I will do you good. So that's nice. But there he says, Father Abraham and Father Isaac. Right. Right. He uses the word father. Now, maybe some people would argue and say, well, that's the Old Testament. Because we, you know, they didn't do everything right in the Old Testament. God was always smiting people, and he was very wrathful back then. But he turned the other cheek as we got right. into the New Testament. and became a, a kinder, gentler God. Of right? course. And again, some people have that mistaken idea about God, that God changes, and et cetera, et cetera. But even in the New Testament, as we go forward, especially when it comes to, like, to Abraham, I, I love this. This is St. Paul writing his letter to the Romans in the fourth chapter. He says, oh, he's speaking to those who share the faith of Abraham, for he is the father of us all. Mm-hmm. Now, that seems in blatant contradiction to what Jesus said. It does. Call no man father, for you have but one father in heaven. And and St. Paul says uh, that we share the faith of Abraham, for he is the father of us all. He Mm -hmm. says that Abraham is the father of us all. Is he mistaken? Nope. I don't think so, right? And then he also talks about, even to some of his Jewish brothers, you know, some of the leadership there in Jerusalem, he he says in uh, the Acts of the Apostles in chapter 22, brethren and fathers, hear the defense which I now make before you. He calls them fathers. Uh, Maybe that's a respectful title, Mm -hmm. right? That, you know, the venerable fathers, right? He says brethren and fathers. Um, and, And certainly he wouldn't have used that because Jesus would have said, call no man father long before Paul would have said those words. Right. Right, and then he even calls. Here's what's interesting: is that uh, he says this. Uh, uh, he refers to himself as a father. Right, he's writing okay. the the the, um, the Corinthians in the, the first letter of the Corinthians. He says, "I do not write this to make you ashamed, but to admonish you as my beloved children." Hmm. Now, is he just talking to his kids? Does he even have any kids? Because I didn't think he did. Right. But to what children does he refer? Right. And if they are indeed children, wouldn't that make him a father? Father. 
mm-hmm. like because they're his children. He didn't say the Lord's children, mm-hmm. the children of the Lord. He said, my beloved children, mm-hmm. right? And then he says further, he says, for I became your father in Christ Jesus through the gospel. There you go. Wow. So he just called, he literally called himself a father. Mm-hmm. To the Galatians in the fourth chapter, he says, my little children with whom I again in travail until Christ be formed in you. Right? And so it's like, my little children, right? The Thessalonians, he says, like a father with his children, we exhorted each one of you and encouraged you and charged you. And of course, to Timothy, to Timothy, my true child in the faith, grace, mercy, and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And to Titus, to Titus, my true child in a common faith, grace and peace from God the Father and Christ Jesus our Savior. Mm -hmm. So we start to see that in the New Testament that these People are calling themselves fathers. John says it, right? My little children, I'm writing this to you so that you may not sin. Mm -hmm. He's got this same father-child relationship. And Peter, you know, gets on the game as well. Uh, He says, uh, she who is at Babylon, who is likewise chosen, sends you greetings, and so does my son, Mark. There you go. He doesn't have a son named Mark, Mm -mm. except in a spiritual sense. Mm -hmm. He's got that. And of course... Jesus Christ himself, right, who said, call no man father. Mm-hmm. He apparently didn't read his own memo, right? He sent the memo out to the corporation. <laughs> Y'all stop doing this. Uh, and f- when, he's, when he's telling the story of the parable of the rich man and Lazarus, mm-hmm. um, in, in the Gospel of Luke, it's recorded uh, that the rich man called out, Father Abraham, have mercy upon me, and send Lazarus to dip the end of his finger in water and to cool my tongue, for I am in anguish in this flame. Father Abraham. There's Abraham, the father of us all. Jesus refers to him as Father Abraham. So all of that helps me understand and and believe that Jesus did not mean us to take what he was saying to be so incredibly literal. Right. He had a point to make. Mm -hmm. And so here's what that this is this is important. Here's that huge point. (laughs) Here it is. Why are you laughing? Because I know what's coming. What's that? We're gonna take a break. You know me too well. Hold that thought. We're going to take a break. Before we do that, I want to remind folks at home, we've got a great website, thecatholiccafe.com. Plus, I'd love to hear from you. Send me an email, deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. And with that, we'll be right back. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this is another great moment in church history. Have you ever felt the tug to leave everything behind and become a missionary to a distant land? One man named St. Francis Xavier did just that. He gave his life over and followed the call to bring Christ's love to those who had never experienced it before. Francis Xavier was born into a wealthy and educated family in Spain. The promise of worldly success was laid before him. But he felt that tug to leave the comfort of his home to fulfill the gospel's call to go and make disciples of all nations. While studying at the University of Paris, Francis met St. Ignatius of Loyola, the founder of the Society of Jesus, and the two decided that Francis should be ordained a priest in the order. After many years of prayer and work in Europe, Francis was sent to the East Indies to bring the good news to those who had never known Christ. Francis traveled halfway across the globe to Goa, India, where he began to lay the foundation for the church's mission there. 
For the first few months, he ministered to the poor and the sick in the local hospitals. He later started instructional schools where the street children heard the teachings of the Catholic faith. From India, Francis traveled to Japan, where he again preached the gospel and baptized thousands of souls. Pope Benedict XVI said of St. Francis Xavier and St. Ignatius, A unique desire, a unique passion it could be said, moved and sustained them through different human events. The passion to give to God a glory always greater and to work for the proclamation of the gospel of Christ to the peoples who had been ignored. In the short span of 10 years, Francis Xavier brought thousands into the arms of the church. Through his simple ways and zeal for the gospel, he was able to spread the message of Christ's love to a part of the world barely aware of the Savior's promises. St. Francis Xavier once wrote, Many, many people hereabouts are not becoming Christians for one reason only. There is nobody there to make them Christians. His words apply to our own times as well. We may not be able to travel to distant lands, but we can all share in St. Francis's missionary spirit by spreading the truth of Christ in our families, on our college campuses, and in our communities. St. Francis Xavier's Feast Day is celebrated by the Church on December 3rd. I'm Bess Drzymski, and this has been another great moment in Church history. Welcome back to the Catholic Cafe. Here's Deacon Jeff. And we're back in the luxurious corner booth of the Catholic Cafe. I'm sitting here with Tom Dorian. Yes, sir. And we are talking about fathers. There you have it. Call no man father, Jesus tells us in the gospel according to Matthew. Mm -hmm. And so we have just, and if you weren't, you know, here for the first half of the show, it's kind of like, well, you kind of blew it. We have to play it back or something because we just went through a whole bunch of verses. We did. We took a selection of maybe 15 or so, 10, 15 verses, where we see that it is actually very scriptural to call those who go before us fathers, those who uh, really who we take under our belt spiritually, we become their father. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what did Jesus mean when he said, call no man father on earth? So it's like, what does that mean when he says that? Right. Right, we have to kind of figure out how to how to look at this, and and one of the things we have to do, I think, is always when you read scripture, you have to read it in context. You have to read what is going on. Who is he talking to? Mm-hmm. Right, he's talking to the Pharisees. Right, he's no fan of how the Pharisees lived their lives. In fact, he he tells the people, do what they tell you, but don't do what they do. Right, right. What they're telling you is right, but what they're doing, they're poor examples of what they're telling you. They're mm-hmm. they're not practicing what they preach. Mm-hmm. And so he calls them hypocrites. And so if you're talking about hypocrites, he's talking about the Pharisees. It's so important that they hold positions of honor and glory. And it's all done for the sake of vanity, right? Mm-hmm. Everything they do is like it's all a show. They're puffing up. Let me stand before you and tell you how important I am. And exactly. then you will do a light little golf applause, you know. Exactly. That's, uh, that's what they're doing all the time, constantly. And so... If you read it literally, see, because here's the thing. If you go on in that verse, Jesus starts talking about call no man rabbi, rabbi right? He says, call no man rabbi. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, wait a second. These are rabbis. Yeah. Contradicting but, yourself. But the point is, you know, rabbi just means teacher. That's It's just right. Hebrew for teacher, 
right? So call no man teacher. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm pretty sure you got teachers in school. Are yeah. we not allowed to call them teachers anymore? We have to. I'm sorry. Apparently not. Mrs. Jones, I got to call you. You can't be my teacher anymore. We're going to call you X. No, instructor, you know. <laughs> but the point is, it doesn't make any sense because he says, well, never call a man a teacher, never call a man a master. So if you are like an apprentice, you're apprenticed to a master bricklayer, well, you're not a master bricklayer anymore. You have to be something else. Right. Because it just it doesn't make sense. And so what Jesus is talking about is let's look at what they're, what they're doing and realize that it's not about um, – uh, the, the name so much as understanding that you have one God. This is really all Jesus is essentially saying. Mm-hmm. Stop confusing, stop living your lives for other human beings and focusing on what those human beings are, mm-hmm. right? And giving them honor in the sense that they're, that they end up replacing God for you, mm-hmm. right? Don't do that. Mm-mm. And he's really wanting us to go back and reread the Old Testament, reread uh, Exodus chapter 20, you know, in the, in, the, in the Ten Commandments, I am the Lord your God who brought you out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's essentially what Jesus is trying to say. And he's not trying to say that we should never use the word father mm-hmm. or never use the word teacher or never use the word master. Mm-hmm. Right? He's not saying that. What he's saying is you've got one God. We need to understand our priorities. We understand what, we, what we're looking at here. This is God and these are humans. Now, I know I just did something with my hands visually, but I'm on the radio, so it really didn't have much of an effect. I'm with you. I'm right there. <laughs> I know there. I got you convinced. Yeah. My hand's real high. That was an excellent illustration. This is God. Hand's real high. <laughs> my hand drops down real low right, to the top of the table. That's perfect. Right? And this is, this is everybody else. Exactly. So stop putting everybody else up there with God. Right? right. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. You've got one Lord, one Father. Now, this is, the, you know, all the, our early church fathers that we call them in, in mm-hmm. Uh, the Catholic Church, mm-hmm. really are those great and wise, holy men and women that went before us, mm-hmm. right? And so we look back in times when we see what some of these people said way back almost 2,000 years ago. Here's St. Irenaeus of Lyon. He, he was in 180 A.D., mm-hmm. so 1,800 and so or so years ago. He says, for when any person has been taught from the mouth of another, he is termed the son of him who instructs him, and the latter his father. And they're, talk, they're, they're talking about this verse, and they're talking about Catholic priests being fathers or bishops being fathers, mm-hmm. right? St. Clement of Alexandria in 202 AD said, It is a good thing, I reckon, to leave good children to posterity. This is the case with children of our bodies, but words are the progeny of the soul. Hence, we call those who have instructed us fathers. There you go. St. John Chrysostom in 370 AD said, Again, Call no man your father. This is said in order that they may know whom they ought to call father in the highest sense. In other words, God. Recognize when it's, we're talking about God. It is not said frivolously as if no one should ever be called father. So this conversation went on way before the year right now when you're listening to this program. Right. It, it went way out, you know, it's like almost a 2,000-year-old conversation because people try to figure out what did Jesus mean. Mm-hmm. So that's why when a Catholic looks at this, we have no problem calling the priest father. Right. Right? It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a respectful thing. Mm-hmm. And he is uh, he's teaching us. He's admonishing us. He's our spiritual father. He's leading us to the path of salvation. Mm-hmm. So this priest, in a very special way, is, is our father. He mm-hmm. is a father to us. Right. 
right? Just like you would call your own father, you want your father to exhibit the qualities of our of God the Father. Same thing. Your biological father, you want him to live up to the the uh, the uh, standards that that God the Father has set for human beings to do mm-hmm. and to live and to to be an example to their children. That's why we were given to them, right? right? We were entrusted to our parents so that they would be sort of the the hands and the feet and the mouth and the the arms of a loving father in heaven and they'd be able to exhibit those qualities and minister to us with them in their physicality but also spiritually to lead us we have spiritual fathers and physical fathers who are supposed to be modeling god the father Mm -hmm. right and that's why it's important for us to understand we don't want to get rid of this idea of father Mm -hmm. and that's not what jesus was saying no 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 catholic believes that his priest is god well if they do they're they're off the rocker they need to get some help yeah they need some help exactly we don't worship our priests. We don't. We don't put them. We know our priests sin, right? Yep. They're they're human beings in the same way that we are, except their soul has been set apart, right? Right in their ordination. And this is so beautiful in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, in uh, paragraph fifteen hundred and forty nine. It says this: through the ordained ministry, so the that laying on of hands, mm-hmm. it changes their soul through the ordained ministry, especially that of bishops and priests. The presence of Christ as head of the church is made visible in the midst of the community of believers. In the beautiful expression of St. Ignatius of Antioch, the bishop is typos to patros. He is the living image of God the Father. So if you think about it, God is spirit, right? God the Father is spirit. And we don't see him in the sense that I'm looking across the table um, in this beautiful, luxurious corner booth, booth and seeing you. I see you in your physicality. Right. You, you are present to me. I see you. Mm-hmm. But I can't see God in the same way. And so what God has afforded, what God has allowed, and what God not only just permits but encourages is that we have these men that we can actually experience the ways of God the Father through these men, mm-hmm. through the priests and the bishops. Now, that's a beautiful gift that we've been given. It really is. And, and our priests and our bishops need to know it's a beautiful gift, that they're our fathers. They need to live up to that standard. That's right. It's not so easy. They no. need to be strong. Sometimes we need to be admonished. We need to pray for them. Absolutely. We need to pray for our fathers, not only our physical fathers, our biological fathers, our, but our spiritual fathers. That's right. Because that's how we will come to know God the Father in Amen. a profound way. Amen. Let's ask Mary to be with us. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Holy Mary, Mary, Mother Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Catholic Cafe. If you'd like to contact Deacon Jeff, send him an email at deaconjeff at thecatholiccafe.com. The Catholic Cafe is brought to you by the Order of Malta Federal Association and is broadcast with ecclesial permission from the Most Reverend Martin D. Holly, Bishop of Memphis in Tennessee. Join us again at the Catholic Cafe, serving up salvation one cup of coffee at a time.